Hey, what's up, Worst Ever listeners? This is your producer, Rob Perra. Just want to let you know that this is the last episode of the year. Even podcasters deserve a little time off for Christmas. So sit tight, and we'll see you in January. The worst moments of our life. Hey, girl, hey, that's bad. Uh, so speaking of, like, worst ever experiences. That is the worst ever. I don't feel so good. And that was my worst audition ever. How bad can it be? <laughs> and we feel the pain is best or funny. No, go ahead. Welcome to Worst Ever Podcast. I am your only host, Alak Khaled, with my friend who's co-hosting, Rob Para. Hey, everybody. No. How's and it going? And aunt on the wall, Christine Lakin. No. Ha- yes? No. Yes? Welcome to Worst Ever Welcome Podcast. Welcome to Worst Ever Podcast. I started it all. My name's Christine Lakin. Fuck you. <laughs> I did. I mean, I did. Don't, well, tell, don't tell some people whatever. that I did. Sort of. <laughs> What's uh, going on? Nothing. I have a little bit of a. Um, I can see it in your eyes. I had a sty all week. You have you have watery eyes. I had a sty. Okay. Do you get a sty from being sick, or do you get a sty from a dirty pillowcase? Maybe all of the above. Gross. The, the problem was is I went to New York on a short trip. Okay. The weather changed drastically. There was a nor'easter that came in on the last night, so it was pouring rain. Mm-hmm. I went to go meet Kelly Devine in the pouring rain for right. cocktails because I can't not have cocktails and get the gossip with Kelly Devine. Get the gossip. The Olivier winning uh, choreographer for uh, friend of ours. She's a choreographer. Friend of She's mine. Very fancy for. Um, Come, come from away. Come from away. Yeah. Uh, also did the choreography for Rocky, but we won't talk about that. Because that was a horrible show. <laughs> <laughs> like a waste of fucking money. It was interesting as a uh, musical. Listen, it's just, it was dumb. It was not my uh, favorite. So expensive too. Like, I liked the fighting. She didn't do that part, but I liked well, the she fighting. Did. She choreographed. Yes, I know. Along with a fight With a fight guy, but yeah. there's movement. That was cool. Whatever, the show is dumb. I don't want to see Rocky sing. Continue. I don't want to see it either. I don't want him to break into Adrian. All nope. Right. Um, <laughs> nope. So, uh, and then I had a, like, you know, an 8 a.m. flight, six hours. And as soon as I landed, I could feel like getting a cold. And then my eyes were burning because there's something going on here in L.A. You got a poop particle in your eye. Probably. From the, from the recycled air. So then I, the two days later, I got a sty. Well, I'm sorry. Today's better, actually. It's a lot better. Have you been putting compresses on it? No. You just let it lie? I let, let, it. let the sty lie? I let the sty lie and grow, and I named it Christine. Oh, God. Well, my last sty, I named uh, Angie from the show Insatiable because she had a sty, and that next week I got a sty, but my sty, like, trumped her sty. <sighs> so it was so big, so I named it Angie. This is gross. So I got us die. I uh, where where have you been up to? Oh, oh! By the way, what? So I because um, <laughs> what? So I went. Alyssa was doing. By the way, Alyssa Milano, best friend, and New York Times bestseller. Yes, yes, for Hope Project Middle School Scholastic. It's was, a book, everyone. Yeah, he's talking in it. really random terms. Um, so, Just yeah. get the book. That's what okay. he's trying to say. So I went to his book signing. Uh-huh. At Barnes & Noble. In Tribeca. Mm-hmm. And this guy comes up to me. Oh, God. <laughs> and he's like, hi, I run these autograph sessions with lots of celebrities. And he kept pitching and pitching and pitching. Wanting to get Alyssa there. Wanting to get Alyssa there. Okay. I was like, and by the way, there's nothing wrong with the autograph signings, but She's just not at that place, you know, unless it's a giant Comic-Con where she's promoting her comic book or Charmed or whatever. Right. But like, no. 
So I was like, you know, um, she should do it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, we got a lot of celebrities. And he started naming off celebrities. And I was like, oh, okay. And, he, and then he names <laughs> Nicole Tom. And I go, oh, I know her. <laughs> and then what'd you say? I was like, yeah, we're going to pass. That's a hard pass. <laughs> You know, I'm happy for Nicole, though. It was either that or get the movie for $150. Like, $125. Which she did not get. This is definitely going to be better, the autograph signing. Oh, no, I know. I mean, cross our fingers, I hope it is. I, well, I'm sure she'll have stories out of it. I did one once. It was terrible. I went with you, and I it was, was like, not, get me out of here. It was not, it didn't, no. Yeah. It was very cringy for me. Yeah. I like meeting fans. I like that part. I don't like taking people's money. I feel very weird about it. And then Andy Dick was there and he was drunk and he wouldn't stop harassing like our minder who was this like very lovely, but 22, 23 year old male boy. And he just kept harassing him, like sexually harassing him. It was not okay. Hashtag me too. Hashtag me too. I yeah. felt bad for him. So you went on your anniversary? Um, we went on an anniversary overnight. That was really nice. I'm still rocking anniversary hair, which basically means I went in the pool and never never blew my hair dry. <laughs> uh, but it was great. We, uh, we did a whole lot of nothing. We ate a lot of food. Just kept eating. I was just like gorging myself on all well, the delicious food. Yeah, and then drinks. Because you and were then in Ohio, we which there's nothing to do Nothing there. to do. You just lay around. It's yeah. great. We biked. We slept. It was it was lovely. Um, um, however, go ahead. My car once again does not have air conditioning. Right. So this is what I was worried about. They fixed it, and then he said you might have a leak. Turns out I have a leak. Um, so in order to fix this thing, this compressor thing, she has a Lexus hybrid. Yeah, it's not that expensive. The thing to actually fix that has the leak, but to get to it, they have to take the entire front of the car apart. So it would end up being like $2,000 to fix the old ass AC in my old ass car. So I think I'm just going to try to push through the winter, start looking for new cars. And I think it's probably time. I mean, my car's 11 years old. I think it's probably time. But the thing that sucks, we get home and now we're having a freaking heat wave. It's 95 degrees right. and I'm, I'm, it's sea I'm sweating. Sea breeze. What's sea breeze? It, you get at the drugstore. Are you talking about the astringent? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you. <laughs> Where is this going? Well, you guys, you obviously never lived in New York without AC. Yeah. So what we used to do is we used to buy sea breeze. Okay. You put it if you were sitting in a room, right? Yeah. You put it in a bucket with ice, and you yeah. pour the sea breeze in, and you put the fan um, over, and it it makes it like cool air. And we'd put the sea breeze on our necks and on our forehead and stuff. On uh -huh. the towel, and it just feels like whatever air is coming, it feels like cool and refreshing. So I should just get a little bucket of sea breeze and ice. Just and get put a bottle my... of sea breeze and just tap it on your neck and then put the fan on in the car. And then, you know, you'll be oh fine. Oh my God. This is, that's a, that's a great solution. You're welcome. I can't believe I didn't think of that. Yeah. You're welcome. You're just like an antebellum, like six-year-old woman in a movie, honey, you just need to get yourself some sea breeze. That's like a depression you your, era. Car. You put your sea breeze. You just put it right behind those ears. When you're living in New York City <laughs> and it's you're poor, you're going to college, you're eating ramen fucking noodles and drinking six dollar pitchers of Miller Lights. Okay, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you buy the sea breeze. I get you. Okay, you are a wealth of information. Yeah, it's, it's good. I have other things. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. At, such as? I don't know. Okay. Um, wait, something else bad happened because not with your directing stuff, but oh no. Um, oh yeah. See, here's, I'm going to tell you right now. What? Christine Lakin, quit what? with the fucking favors. Okay. 
quit with the fucking favors. Uh, you've a, a former guest of ours, and I don't mind calling her out because she gets on my fucking nerves. <laughs> Alex Ellis. Okay. This was not her fault. It doesn't matter, but you know it was doom and to, to begin she with. She has bad luck. This is like the third DC exactly. she's hired that is yeah. not gone she well. She asked Christine, because now Christine is director extraordinaire, directing, she's going to, by the time this airs, probably five episodes, uh, three episodes of Goldberg's in total and two episodes of Schooled. That's right. Okay. Hit, hit ABC shows, right? <laughs> Network, kids. Network. None of that streaming bullshit. Um, <laughs> all right? Yeah. So, of course, she's going to call on Christine Lakin, director extraordinaire, um, to direct her minuscule short. She has a bunch of digital shorts, a couple pages each. She asked me to come direct them. Super easy. I was like, sure, I'll do it for you. Not thinking that I was just coming off a week of directing. So, truth be told. Where you really had to think. I was fucking exhausted. Yeah, and deal with millions of dollars. Which is fine. Yeah. Which is fine. But I was like, all right, we're going to get in there. I'm going to get it done. We'll be out by lunch. Quick, it's easy, quick. No I know problem. what I'm going to do. And as you, as sometimes happens when you are doing these sort of smaller projects, you know, you're trying to find people who are affordable and want the work. And that doesn't always mean that everybody has the same level of professionalism. Um, so this DP she hired had, was having a bad day. I'll just put it that way. Uh f- Basically forgot to prepare. And that's pretty much the only thing you have to do is prepare the equipment. (laughs) And so gets there and like an hour into filming, the battery goes dead on the camera and he doesn't have a backup. You mean during the first take? This was, no, it was during, we got one of the the shorts done as it was the first take of the second short. second short. short. Okay. Oh, she Uh, did, she made you do multiple shorts? There were five. But they were each like two pages. (laughs) He's so mad about it. I mean, the fucking favors. Like, (laughs) anyway, Alex Ellis, if you're listening, (laughs) she doesn't listen to you. She doesn't listen to this podcast. Okay. Um, But I find uh, her on. You guys find Alex Ellis on Twitter and Instagram and just tell her off. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't make sense. Um, So he ended up having to go. Like he was having a meltdown and was definitely. He was like, oh, God, can I bum a cigarette? And she's like, maybe you just maybe just figure out the problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, the battery died. Yeah, he had to go to Best Buy. So, well, I don't have to tell you. Maybe the uh, battery. Hold on a second. The battery died. I'm going to tell you the story. The battery died. And then he's like, oh, I'm just going to charge it charge really it. quick. And we're going to take a quick lunch. Right. Okay. So they took a quick lunch. 10 a.m. lunch. 10 a.m. lunch. Okay. By the way, he doesn't have his charger. Yeah, has to go home to get it. Right. Right. Okay. Says, oh, it takes 45 minutes to charge. We, we just, I mean, that number is just pulled out of the ass. Like, That's what he nobody, said. Well, Carly actually said, well, how long does it take? Like 45 minutes? And he was like, yeah. And she goes, I literally just like pulled that number out of my ass. And he right. was like, yeah. She goes, do you honestly think that's how long it takes? I was like, I don't know. It seems awfully short. So what happened? So he comes back with the battery charger, puts it in. We're eating our, our sandwiches at, you know, a cool 1045 a.m., and then, um, because the Popeye chicken sandwich is still not available, go ahead. But the McRib is back. I know the McRib is back. Um, so then we're finally like, all right, it's been forty five minutes. Let's let's get the show back on the road. So we start we start shooting, and like into the first take, I see the battery's already flashing, and I'm like, this is not gonna turn out well. And halfway through the second take, the camera just shuts off, and he's like head in hands, like he is now in his worst nightmare. And Alex Ellis is pissed. She is pissed. Pissed. She's not fun. She's paying this guy. Yeah. You know, she's not paying you because you're doing a favor. That's correct. Go ahead. Um, 
So, but she did it. No, she, she paid for my nanny and she's taking me to dinner. And I, that's, that's a nice thing to do for a friend. Right. Um, and I was happy to do it. So anyway, he, um, he's like, doesn't know what to do. And I finally looked at him. I like, I said, look, you have one of two choices. We either call this right now and say, it's not going to work out. Or you go to Best Buy and you try to make this right. Can you buy a battery that's fully charged? I don't know, but it's worth a shot. Can you go rent a battery that's charged? Make some phone calls, try to figure this out. And he like scampered off. And to his own, to his credit, he was back like half an hour later with two fully charged batteries, halfway charged batteries, and we were able to finish. But well, we can't wait to see this. These shorts. He felt bad. He felt really bad, as he should. Right. But he learned. We all live and learn. We all make all right. mistakes. All right, enough about you. It was you. definitely his worst all day right, ever, that's about for sure. You. you talk too much. <sighs> all right, listen, guys. I didn't want we, to tell that story. Oh, I know, but I did. Okay. Just because Alex Will you just introduce us. our friend? I am. All right. <laughs> introduce our guest. So this, uh, this next guest is a friend of mine. I met her in Atlanta. She is one of the stars of the hit Netflix series, which just premiered its second season. Uh, insatiable. She plays the character Nani. Her name is Kim Shields. And I say that like that because I always want to say Fields. Fields. But it's Kimmy (laughs) Shields. Kimmy, which is very juvenile, but I like it. Um, (laughs) So, you know. A direct reflection of my emotional No, I love it. Hi, Kimmy. Hi, you guys. Hi, Kimmy. Yeah, it's actually Kimberly on my birth certificate, but I always thought that I would reserve that for when I became like a queen of something. Sure. Does right. that make sense to me? Well, so I've it's always been... wanted to be knighted myself, but go ahead. Yeah, sure. So it's <laughs> been Kimmy happen. since like the third grade. And I figured Kim is reserved for my um, like Kate Goslin phase where I cut all my hair off and I asked to speak to the manager. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's what a Kim would do. But a Kimmy is like, is whatever. It's you know? interesting because... You know, around the set, everyone calls you Nani. Or Noni, or Noonie, right. or Nana, so or for, anything that's not For, like, the first name. season, How I... How did that start? Well, that's her character's name. Yeah. But, but on the first day of season two, I showed up to work, and my name on my trailer said Noonie, and I was like, off we go. Well, and that was oh it. And Debbie, very graciously, anytime somebody would refer to me as my character, and go, hey, Noni, if you, she would... We would be mid-conversation, she would stop and just go, it's Nani, and then turn back to me and keep talking. Oh, it's so like, people could never I'm, get it right. I got yeah. But not only that, but the whole time, for some reason, because she kind of looks like a Nani to me. Yeah. I... I was like, what is her real name? Is it Kimmy or Nani? <laughs> you know, know Maybe that just crazy. means I'm literally so talented that you don't know where Nani ends. And Actually, you begins. are very talented. You're, I, I'm <laughs> oh not going to lie. I'm not, I, listen, I'm, Christine, do I blow up? Blow steam up people's skirts. No, no, you, no not definitely you not skirts. steam out no. of skirts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, nope, not, not even yours. a phrase. No, nope, nope, nope. nope. No, uh, if anything, I, you tear people down. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. I, no, you're really great on this Thank show. You. That's very kind. You're of really great on this show. And then your career, and I've always wanted to use this word on this podcast. <laughs> took a trajectory. What is it? Trajectory? Oh, trajectory? Amphitheater? Yeah, amphitheater. Trajectory? You're the amphitheater. <laughs> trajectory. Trajectory. Because like you. Let's talk about the beginning. Sure. You grew up in... Southern California. Long Beach area? Uh, close. I grew up in Torrance. Torrance. Yeah. Torrance. Oh, the armpit of Southern California. <laughs> hey, LAX, uh, baby. Uh, I Very close. Very yeah. close. I liked it. I mean, well, it, now yeah, it's you know. huge because the stadium's going to be so close. And um, Oh, I guess so. I don't yeah. do sport. I mean... I, well, the property's going to go. I mean, it's already gone. Yeah. Um, I once zillowed our house just out of curiosity. Go ahead. We bought it in 1997. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, I mean, it's similar to like an Atlanta thing where it was 
you know, it's three bedroom house for 300 grand. And now if I get a zestimate on it, yeah. I'm like, what the f-? It just has skyrocketed. It's insane. Yeah. No, it is insane. I'm telling you, that stadium is yeah. going to be. And there's all these things, you know, all these like things to save the beach, you know, to prevent overdeveloping right. the beach. I still use my straws. Um, <laughs> you know what? You stop. save the world every day in your own way. So Correct. if you can't do the straws, that's okay. I, listen, I don't think I, he's I, saving anything. Let's no, be I, really clear. No, I recycle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's how I justify how much I online shop because I'm like, well, I'm just helping the recycling yeah. community. Yeah, yeah. Because I put all these boxes in the bag. You were working bin. at, now if I remember correctly, you were working at like a hot dog on a stick or something. Okay, so that was my first job. Go ahead. Um, so yeah, I was 15 and a half. I got my first job at Hot Dog on a Stick at the Delama Mall, which we know of. I love the Delama Mall. Yes. And let me tell you why. She had a glow up. Let me tell you why, why? the Delama Mall. <laughs> because when I first moved here, you know, I moved from mm-hmm. the East Coast. Yeah. And I love, I hate to say it, I love the Chick-fil-A. We talked about it many times. Mm-hmm. But my mouth was watering just thinking about it. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. There was only one Chick-fil-A at that time oh, in that's the 90s, right. and it was, and at, it was at the Delama Mall. That's right. So I would drive my ass down, which was like a good 45 minutes to an hour, yeah. to the Delama Mall to get my Chick-fil-A. Did you ever do it on a Sunday and get there and go, No, because I know better. <laughs> in fact, when I worked at the mall, I would refuse to get scheduled on Sunday because I knew- Because you knew it was closed. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Like, yeah. what's the point? Yeah. I love, though, that like as opposed to somebody who has kids and has to- now design their world around kids. Yours is designing your world around the Chick-fil-A Chick-fil-A. Well, now schedule. it's new, the new Popeye's chicken sandwich, which you can't seem to get because they've stopped making it until further notice. Why? What happened? It, they sold wrong out. With that chicken. Oh, yeah. No, they, they're just, they weren't ready for it. So it's coming back in Christmas time, I think. Oh, interesting. My mom, you mentioned the McRib earlier. Nothing makes my mom hornier than the McRib. Horny? Yeah. Mm, she, she, How many she, siblings do you have? Just one. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's, only, it's only back yeah. for small periods of time. <laughs> <laughs> so she only gets horny a few months out of the year. So you worked at the hot dog and stick. Anyone that knows the hot dog and stick, you wore that horrible I wore hat. that. I like to think I totally rocked that Go outfit. Um, I also didn't, almost didn't fit my prom dress because I just couldn't stop eating the damn food. Like it was, and also because of the frozen cherry lemonade, which is pure, it's all shook. Like, and of course I love sweets. So of course I would just put six pumps of cherry syrup underneath a tablespoon of frozen lemonade, which is also just like six pumps of sugar in its own. Right. So then it was like a month before prom and I put on my dress and was like, cause it didn't zip up all the way. So then I ripped out the 17 magazine prom workout thing and would like do little bicep curls with TV remotes in front of the TV, oh, or whatever yeah. it took. And then my dress fit, which was great. But yeah, um, almost didn't fit because I loved the food so much. But also, like, if I had known what self-respect was or any of those verbs uh, or whatever, I would have exercised it earlier because I was in high school, so I had a, a work permit. So I could only, during the week, work, like, four hours legally. Right. And then up to eight hours on the weekend. But there were so many days where, like... I would close by myself and I would have to clock out at eight o'clock, but I wouldn't leave until like nine 30 because I had to take the trash out and the thing and the other thing. And it was, so there was all these hours that I was working essentially for free that I should not have been. And the one time I came really close to quitting was, um, before Delamo mall had its huge multi-million dollar glow up and turned into this like chic, whatever it is now. Is that what it is now? That's what they've tried. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's like a Kate Spade store. There's a mic, like they've totally turned it into this like upscale, which I'm like, it's Delamo. Like who is shopping? Because malls won't exist. The mall is dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so before then the, the food court, as you know, was in this sort of cavernous corner of the mall with no windows 
very terrible overhead lights. And the trash compactor for all of the restaurants in the food court was tucked in a hallway behind the Chinese food place. And so it always smelled like trash and cigarettes and just swamp water. Gross. And I was closing by myself and I had to wheel. I, so I wheeled the trash can over with all these bags and bags of trash, which contained a day's worth of hot dog batter and lemon peels and whatever else garbage comes mm-hmm. with working in food. And I reached in to grab a trash bag. And as I pull it out, I hear a <laughs> and it ripped open oh. and poured all over me onto the floor. And I like scooped up the trash with my arms and just sort of flung it into the compactor and had my 16 year old like, that is it. I quit. And then worked there for another like year before I got another job. <laughs> um, so I like to think that my actively being unemployed now is just me cashing in on all the karma that I've been bankrolling for the last however many years of doing that. Yeah. What that's, was your, that's, yeah a, that's a pretty terrible job. Well, no, but except for, I did like those, uh, the cheese. Sticks. Oh yeah. American cheese on a stick. It's a grilled yeah. cheese on a stick. Um, and then you dunk it mm. in a gallon of ketchup. <laughs> it's mm. so good. Dude, dude. Um, oh, it hits me in a yeah, specific um, spot. Yeah. My glands. My glands. <laughs> um. So how did you start? How did you get into the business? So I, my parents met doing theater and community college back in the 80s. And it was a production of Guys and Dolls. Um, my mom was the hotbox dancer and my dad was a gambler. Um, <laughs> and they gambled on love and won and mm. fell in love. And then... Um, they got married and they had my older brother and they both just missed being involved in theater and being in that, you know, community. And so they got back into it relatively soon after my brother was born. And then I was born and it was more of the same of just like, I remember going to like my first cast party when I was like five and I thought I was so cool because it was late and I was eating brownies and it was 10 o'clock on, Not you know, pop brownies. oh God, no, 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 no. Um, I don't even know what that is. Uh, and then when I was six, I did my first play, which was Alice in Wonderland. I played the Dormouse, and and it was just the greatest thing ever. And I fell in love, and you know, spent my entire childhood in children's theater, um, and you know, would totally milk it. Like during Tech Week, would show up to school, and I would leave some makeup on so that I could be like, oh yeah, I'm I'm doing a show, and I'm just like so busy. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> Oh boy, it was rough. And then um, in high school, I continued doing theater outside of school. My high school didn't have a well-funded theater program at all. It was pretty horrible. So I sought out all of my theater elsewhere, but I did marching band and I was in concert band. And then um, I had to keep missing marching band practice for play practice. And my band teacher didn't like that. So he sat me down and was like, wait a minute. So you sang? And I was like, yeah. He's like, do you sing jazz? I was like, I don't know. He's like, well, you know, come, come to class on Friday. Let's like do a tune. And then he introduced me to that side of things, which I ended up completely falling in love with. Cause I just would like sing jazz and then sit in his office and play solitaire and watch music videos. And it was the Fun. greatest thing ever, a dream for a high schooler. And then senior year, it was like time to apply to colleges, whatever. And I knew I wanted to go to school for musical theater. Cause that was like the only thing I really cared about. And the only thing I wanted to get good at because our you know, it was so normalized for me, whereas like people were going to sports practice or whatever. Mine was play practice or dance class or whatever that looked like. So that was all that I knew. And I love schedules. I love regimens. So pursuing that on a, on an advanced scale where that's literally all I have to do. I was like, I'm in. So I auditioned for the college that I went to like two weeks before school started. So I went to AMDA. So did I. Oh, that's right in New York. Yeah, yes, I went we to talked one in New about York. this. Did yeah, you go to right. one in New York or for LA? a semester? Yeah. So I did oh, the you did? I, so I did the BFA program in LA, and they offer you, 
or they did, I think they still do, they offered us the option to go to New York for the semester and then come back. But if you went to New York for the semester and you fell in love and wanted to stay, then you would switch to the conservatory track right. and you would graduate a semester later. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I would very much like to continue this part and and get my degree and all of that stuff. Right. Um, but I loved the New York campus. It was amazing. Was yeah. it still at Ansodia? Yeah, so it was okay. 61st and 72nd were the buildings. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, 61st yeah. didn't exist when I was there. It was just okay. 72nd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. 74th. 74th? Yeah, whatever yeah, that 74th. was. Yeah, and... and um, you know, single white female, that building. <laughs> <laughs> Which tracks for, you know... I lived yeah. in the Beacon, above the Beacon Theater. That oh was gosh, the dorms what at a that dream. time. Yeah. What a dream. We li- I lived on 70th in a building where the first few floors belonged to the school and the top other floors belonged to like old retired people yeah, that's that how the beacon you would was. find yeah. wandering in the laundry room yeah. and they would sort of tell you like, just don't acknowledge them. And they won't bother you. It was very strange. No, we um, had a cat woman. We oh called her cat woman. She would uh, literally um, in the elevator, she'd be like, Ew. Oh no. Ew. Oh and she no. Would, yeah. Oh, it was amazing. Oh God. That was a good What a special days. treat. Yeah. yeah. So I did, I did that. And then, and then, um, I th- did you do the same thing where during like your last semester you do this showcase event? Yeah, and- so we did showcase yeah. and we also had, because I was in the musical theater right, right, conservatory right. program. Yeah. We do a showcase, we do a cabaret, mm-hmm. um, a play series. Yeah. And then, yeah. So our cabaret was like built into the curriculum. So that was our sixth semester. We did a cabaret in the cafe on campus and learned about, you know, if you were to stage your own, what would it look like? We and- did a cabaret literally in the village. Oh my gosh. At Don't Tell Mamas. Oh, I love Don't Tell Mamas. Oh, that's so cool. Um, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. So they rented Ugh, out, they would imagine? rent out cabaret spaces and we would do our. And then you can say, like, yeah, I've performed in New York. Correct. That's like you're in. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's then great. my last semester, it was, we had this showcase event. So it was very like, Sort of, you know, the clinical way of being like, here is three minutes worth of material that completely sells what it is that I am good at, you know, what you can market me as. And it's a very strange experience because you are performing to an audience, not for laughs or to entertain them, but to like be seen and read as marketable. And, you know, and so it was like for the the two weeks after that showcase, because you weren't allowed to talk to anybody right. it was okay. very faux pas to approach anybody that was in but there the were audience. agents and managers but it was agents and managers and casting directors all of that and so um it was just perform and you bow and you leave and then you wait for an email or a phone call or whatever so mm. the two weeks after that showcase everybody in class was you just constantly saw people like looking at their right. phones and and i was you know very fortunate enough to go on i think i met with like three agencies and three managers um and then i found my people and i'm still with the same manager that i've been with since i graduated now what five years ago wait a minute yeah five years ago um and and then so just circumstantially it switched into commercial land tv land and um of course, like was always sort of a pipe dream, but you know, and, and also like when I was in New York, we would go and see Broadway shows and I was like, wait a minute, I can't do this because they're athletes. Like Broadway performers are Olympians. They are so self-disciplined. And so most of them I would hope. Right. And I'm just not, I'm a garbage disposal. So I was like, I can't do that. And also hot like, dog on a stick. I'm a hot dog on a stick yeah. and this is whoever, Waldorf, whatever. Um, and so I was like, okay, maybe there's another avenue of performance that is available to me that I just don't know about yet. And then, um, so I graduated in October of 2014, and by January, I booked my first union commercial, which mm-hmm. was for a Facebook commercial. It was like for Valentine's Day because I think 
they had just introduced the ability to like put a GIF in a comment or something. Um, groundbreaking. And so that was that. And then I did a 76 commercial and I did a Dunkin' Donuts commercial. And after that little beautiful trio of things, I joined SAG and it, that was it. And um, I like amazing. had to take out a loan from my parents to make the down payment to join no, the union because the unions expensive. are so expensive. Yeah. Um, and then just started going out for like co-stars and got my first co-star in that same year that I joined the union, which was on a show that is now canceled. It was on ABC family before that became free form. It was right. called chasing life with, um, Italia Ritchie mm-hmm. and a slew of other very talented actors. But that was my first te- per- first official television gig. And then I did, I had one line in an episode of the middle that ended up on the cutting room floor. And then soon after that, I think is when I got big little lies. So it was kind of like this, like was zero Big Little Lies before Insatiable? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Long before. Yes. I got Big Little Lies in, I think that would have been 26. Like, yeah. yeah the first season aired before your first oh, season. Oh, it did. Right, right, yes. Right. So I think that was like end of 2015 going into 2016 or something like that is when Big Little Lies happened. Was it a recurring or is it? Uh, it was like a recurring co-star because I don't actually have a lot of dialogue on that show, which is always so funny to me when if I'm doing press for something when they're like, big, so big little lies. I'm like, I wasn't honestly there that much. So like, right. I don't have any hot goss for you. And they're always like, what's Nicole Kidman like? I'm like, I don't know. She was polite to me and she ate carrots. And that was like, <laughs> what happened? I don't know what to tell right. you. Um, but, and it, and it was just one of those, like, cause I've, I, I was, well, I who see, did you play on big little, I lies? played her nanny on the show. You played That's Nicole right. Kidman's nanny? Yes. Yes. But oh. like, yeah. Oh. So I met her and I her Alexander Skarsgård played her husband. So I met yeah. him and he was very warm and lovely and would like do bits with me. So talk to me for a second about that because yeah. you're pretty green when it comes to like oh, showing absolutely. up on set. Yeah. And, like, you know, like it's nerve wracking. Like, cause these are pros who are like, yeah, not, yeah. Movie so stars. I'm sure yeah. all of us have it. I have yeah. very severe, severe imposter syndrome. So mostly every single room that I walk into, I'm like, I don't deserve to be here. I should not be here. So t- that not this podcast though, no. this <laughs> podcast, you were like, Oh, I can't believe I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> like finally my chance. Um, so uh, that time, Oh, podcast, I know, I know. Okay. Not, like, <laughs> so They're that like dog like sleeping on the floor, 4,000, right because I'm like, you've won an Oscar. You've been nominated for Oscars. You've won several other awards. And I don't even know what check the gates means at this point. <laughs> right, you know yeah, what I mean? It's so right. like, that was just like, I am now actively leaving my body and just watching this happen. Like right. I have no idea what's going on. Um, but in that everyone was so kind and so nice. And Jean-Marc Vallier is the most intimidating man I've ever seen or met and was also so lovely. And, um, you know, just like insane, just, and I can't believe that was, this was happening and whatever. And then, um, after that, it was a few episodes on, the Netflix show Girl Boss, which unfortunately yes. was canceled after its first season, but another terrific time. Recurring on that? Recurring on that. And then it was, um, gosh, what was that? What happened? Oh, gosh, I'm like, I have anxiety, so my memory is gone uh, shit. Glow. Uh, glow, which was so funny because I, <laughs> the day before, like the day that I auditioned for that, I had just been in my first major car accident. And so <gasps> I was still putting like ointment on my face to try and get rid of the oh. little scars and scratches and scabs and I showed up being like I look like Frankenstein's monster so this is going to be one of those things where I'm like I'm just thankful for the opportunity and I hope it goes well and then ended up getting it and I was like what the fuck and again worked one day had one line but it was lovely and Alison Brie was so lovely and 
just I mean, like I, it's, I remember it because it's, yeah. it opens the show. Yeah. Yes, and totally. I like made it into the trailer, which was insane. Yeah. Or at least my face did. I don't think I don't know if my line did, but yeah. So just like just those weird moments of like this is really happening, you know, just like these great little nuggets of work and getting to just be in the room where it happened. You know what I mean? With like these great performers and people that are so seasoned and so lovely and just you know what I mean. And then and then. um and then the week before, so then Insatiable happened. I, right. It was the first pilot I ever went out for. It was the first thing I ever tested for ever. Well, hold on, because I, I want to go through that whole process. Yes. So you get the call to read for this new show mm-hmm. called Insatiable, which originally was supposed to be for CW. CW. That's right. It was a pilot for the CW. That's right. Which is ironic because, and this is not to be like, oh, you know, I'm so, but I've never, I would not group myself with like, hot people. Do you know what I mean? Like, I like my face. It's fine. But I've never been like, I am a stunner. Like, meh, 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 meh. And CW is famously known for being the network that casts only yeah. hot people. Well, that's not, I mean, here's the deal. Here's where we benefit. <laughs> yeah, Riverdale. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Riverdale. You're not going to catch that's Riverdale. That's the show. Okay, I'll tell you. Anyways, um, we're so lucky that mm-hmm. we don't look like that. Right. Because we can do whatever we want, right? We can right? do whatever we want. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but what's funny, but what was ironic about it was that in college, we would take like acting for the camera classes and sort of talk about genre and whatever. And our teacher, my friend reminded me of this and I just couldn't stop laughing because our teacher once allegedly said like, you know, well, CW is sort of the network for like supermodels and, and really hot people. So, you know, you guys won't really have to worry about that. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> and then cut to being cast on a pilot for the CW. I was like, I love this so much. Um, so you audition. So you get the, you get, the, so I got an email just like any other audition to read for that specific to read character for Nani. Okay. And it was three scenes and it was happening in like a day and a half. So I was like, okay, here we go. And you know, and it was funny cause I, I felt so calm throughout the process and I am, Again, a bundle of nerves, always mm-hmm. waiting for something terrible to happen. And for whatever reason, I call it God, what, call it whatever you want. I felt so in control of my person. I felt like I was really in the room and really like engaging and never once like starting to get that tickle of, oh no, this is going badly or leaving and thinking, oh no, I said something stupid or, you know what I mean? Or damn it, I should have done this differently. And the first audition is with just casting? Just casting. So then my first callback was with Andy Fleming and Lauren Gustis and Nina Wass. And I think Andrea Shea was in the room. I don't know why she wouldn't have been. And it was in this tiny, tiny little room where literally like there were cubes stacked on top of each other. And Andy was like sitting on a cube watching me right. in the corner. <laughs> and then, so in the callback, how many girls are there for your role? The call, initial callback, I don't know how many of us were there. I would probably assume at least 10 of us. Mm-hmm. Um, Similar types. Very different looking, actually, which I thought was very cool that they are people of their word where none of us looked the same, really. You know, it was purely about the talent, the skills or right. or how they think we would because I never chemistry read with Debbie either. So right. they really took a gamble on that. And right. thankfully, we just completely fell in love with each other the moment we met. Then it was on the same day there was a t- studio test because it's a CBS studio show. So there was a studio test in the morning and the network test in the afternoon. And I did not know that you were not guaranteed both. I thought it was a package thing. So I show up to my studio test. It's like at nine in the morning at CBS and studio city. And there are four of us. None of us look the same, which I was like, this is great. And you know, we did a work session with Andy one-on-one and then we got mic'd up and we did the thing. How was that? Because Andy's pretty interesting. He's very, (laughs) I'm still severely intimidated by Andy. And now two years into doing the show, I'm like, does he like me? I don't know. And then, 
whenever By I the think way, some, Andy's one of the producers and, and director. He did a pilot. He writes for the show. Yeah, he does so many things yeah. on our show. It's amazing. But I'll, and and once I sense that someone might not like me, I go into overcompensate mode where suddenly right. I'm like, hey, and I just like assault them with my personality, um, which does not help. So, but I I think Andy is brilliant and remarkable, and you know his brain. He's does subtle, things. and he's so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you never know what he's thinking. You never know yeah. if he likes something or doesn't he like gives something. No he gives cards no away. Reaction, it's so you're sensational. Just like, yeah. And I'm not even working for him or and anything. You're but like, just uh, like, I'm like, yeah. is he liking what I'm telling yeah, yeah, him right yeah. now or is he like pissed at me? Like, sure, you just don't sure, know, sure. You know? Exactly. So, but like all throughout our work sessions, he was lovely. And I never yeah. once felt like, whoa, you know, yeah. I didn't feel that until I actually was working for him. And then I was like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, the studio test happened in the morning and it went really well and I felt great. And Who were you reading with? Um, one of the, I forget. Well, I was, it was just me and the reader. Oh, I was not paired with anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Test. Okay. So then as we walked- They put you on tape? Yes. So there weren't studio executives? Oh, there were, yes. Oh, there were. It was okay. all of those. Yeah, yes. Yeah. There was a camera in the back row and then everybody else filling the seats. And I still don't remember who was there. I feel like I blacked out. Uh, in that studio, are you holding sides still at that point? Or is it Yeah, just, but not looking at- you know what I mean? but yeah. you're still holding. Yes. Okay. And it's also very strange because I had never- you know, then there was the whole business of like, I had to sign a contract before I went into the room. And, right. and then there's all that psychological warfare right. of like, mm-hmm. I could be making this much money for the next six years. Like, whoa. Right. And then it's like, but don't let that affect my artistic values. And right. blah, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's insane. And are you going yeah. dressed as this character? Or are you sort of subtly dressed as a character? Um, I mean, they had just sort of, I feel like Nani and I have similar style anyway. And in the breakdown, I think they had described her as like sort of a quirky artistic person. So like, I think I wore overalls and this t-shirt I have that's like a Wayne's World stupid yeah. t-shirt. So I was like, this feels, first of all, like me, like something I would want to wear and also representative of how I would right. think this person would dress, which has always been one of my favorite things about auditioning is like, because I care so much about fashion and it's such a fun thing for me that it's always fun to be like, okay, how can I like just infuse it with my style and make right. that feel, because then it makes that feel like a more honest representation of who I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think it just lends itself very well to that side of things. But anyway, so the four, as the four of us are going to leave, everybody was so lovely. And the girls I tested with were so kind and everybody was like super encouraging of one another. And as really one of the girls said, all right, we'll see you this afternoon, maybe. And I was like, yeah, what? Like, what do you mean? Maybe? Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. And then just started panicking. And then was like, and because Burbank has always been my happy place. I was like, you know what? I'm having a good day. I'm going to get an in and out burger and just like walk through Ikea just for fun because that's fun. Ikea. I love an Ikea walk. Go ahead. God, I love it so much. Um, and on my way there, my agent calls me and is like, how did it go? And I'm like, I honestly think it went really well. And I'm not saying that it's like a, but I just felt good, you know? And he was like, great. Well, they want to see you this afternoon. And I was like, uh, okay, okay, okay. And I felt so stupid because I was like super early to the network test. And I was like, oh no, they're going to think I'm desperate because I'm like the first one here, whatever. And it's, it's in- a, It's like psychological warfare. It's warfare. the worst. Oh, it's, it's the like you worst. Never know. It's like the craziest thing. I don't you, miss that I, side yeah, That's what sucks about the whole- That's why I always tell you to like- People ask about acting, whatever, mm-hmm. like from Florida, whatever. I go, it's when you book the job, that's not the work. That's the fun. It's the auditioning. It's the getting there. That's yeah. the and work. And it, I think because you hear so many horror stories of people who don't get jobs because she looks too much like the producer's ex-girlfriend or all these things that you're like, what? So then it becomes literally you start to believe that anything you could do could be something to piss right. somebody off. Right. It's like the way you part your hair. How, yeah. The fact and that it you can change be kind your of top. like paralyzing sometimes, but- 
I showed up to the CW's building in, in Burbank and it was, you know, 20 floors up, floor to ceiling windows. And I'm looking out over Hollywood and again being like, what am I doing here? Like, this is nuts. And then, and our casting directors for the pilot, um, Russell Boast and Deborah, I can't remember her last name, but they were so lovely and they just totally like shrouded us in love and they said, you know, we're so proud of all of you. You are part of the family. Like, just totally. How many girls at that point? So there were three of us at the network test. Do you remember who got cut? I don't. Were there any names there that you recognized? Not no. that I knew of, yeah, no. So okay. Yeah. So, and part of me is always like, did I just get it because I was a cheap price tag because I'd never had to like set a rate? You know what I mean? Like, I didn't even have no. it. But I'm also like, that's demeaning and that doesn't matter. So then we did our network test and I was the last one to go in and um, felt really good about it. But then I was like, okay. And I was still living in Torrance at the time. So I was like, okay, it's Friday at four o'clock. It will take me two hours to go home if I try to go home now. So I'm not going to do that. Well, I'm go back to Ikea. Hold, hold, <laughs> yeah. Lay on the on bed. In the in the final network yes. test, were they giving you any notes? What were the it was just whatever you did this morning, do the same exact thing this afternoon because it's just a different group of people. And this room that we were in, you couldn't see anybody. It was like a screening room. Mm-hmm. So everyone's so the in the dark. On you. All I can see are basically like Lauren and Nina and Andy, which felt nice because I knew them at that point. Still with just a reader. Still just a reader. So it's just me. And, um, and in my, in my experience, the only thing I really care about is like earning a laugh. That to me is like a kiss from God. 100%. That's the most important yeah. part. And so I like earned my laughs in the room and I felt just proud of that. Because, you know what I mean? Cause that's like, that's the worst, the worst feeling is like, okay, I'm going to go do this thing. And you get in there and somehow like it, the energy turns land. bad yes, yes. and then you start to panic and you choke. Yes. That's, that's exactly the right. worst. Feeling. You immediately go into your head and they can see you going into your head and you're like, mm-hmm. ah, this is screwed. This, this is, is all downhill from here. Yeah. yeah. Or uphill. Which one's worse? Uphill? I guess. I uphill. mean, it depends on your thighs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then uh, I decided cause get out had just come out during Peel's get out. That was the year it came out. And so I was like, okay, well I'll just, go see a movie and be inspired and just like live in this adrenaline oh, zone. God, that's the last thing I would It was done. sold out, which is probably a gift from God that I didn't get to go see that movie. Um, and one of the girls I tested with, I was like, I was going to go see a movie. And she was like, well, do you mind if I come with you? Cause I really want to see it too. And I was like, okay, oh, let's Jesus. go. Oh, so we no. both show up. It's sold out. So we decided to go to a bar down the street. Oh my God. I already and, know this is going. This and is like my life. It's crazy. <laughs> and we're sitting across from each other at this bar, having happy hour and beer and wings, whatever. And I got a phone call from my agent and I was like, sorry, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. And we go outside and he was basically like, you're not going to tell anybody about this conversation, but they let somebody else go. So it's now down to two of you. And I was like, okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. And I go back inside and we keep going. 10 minutes later, she gets the exact same phone call from her people. Did you tell her? No. You, like you were just like, uh, it, did, yeah, basically. Nah, nothing. And so they don't know anything of the two people that were still left. That was us sitting directly. And we basically, <gasps> Shut up. so she, she came in and sort of told me that. And I was like, and we basically just like shook hands and we were like, I hope you get it. That's amazing. I hope you get it. What did she look like? She, well, her name's BK Cannon. She's look her up. terrifically talented and hilarious. And, yeah. Um, runs a really wonderful nonprofit. Uh, anyway, she, but she was like blonde glasses. She was on, um, ugh, what was that other ABC family show with the girl who was deaf? Do you know what I'm talking about? Is it called Speechless? What was it called? That was a, Speechless was a CBS show, I think. No, what am I thinking of? What was it called? Switched at birth. Okay. I think she had, she had been on that for a while. Am I right? That's great. Yeah. Yes, that's her. Got it. Um, 
So then, so that was switched on a- Switched at birth. Switched at yeah. birth. Yes, yes, yes. So then by Monday, I was just shaking and you know what I mean? It was just, and it was mostly like, because I've always been like- Right, because you have to have the weekend now. Yeah, because they have to go over, they have to think about it. They have to go over the business affairs and make sure all the numbers add up and who they have a budget for, blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, I'm like, just say yes or no. Stop keeping me on this. Right. You know, I can't cruise on what if, what if. Like, I don't function that way. I need hard black and white- Yes or no? The longest weekend ever. The longest weekend of my life. So Monday, I was working at a pizza shop by then near my house in Redona Beach and was working all Thin day. Crust. New York style, yeah. Great, thanks. Really good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shout out Important. to Pinones, yeah. yeah. And so after, and so I was just like, ah, just like, and thank God I had my job then so I could just like diffuse all that energy with pouring sodas for people and you know, serving out slices and whatever, and just having some place to put all this. Um, and then by Monday night, I was like driving to my little acting class. How many times are you going through the scene in your head this whole weekend? Plus the pizza. Like, are you reliving? Cause that's what happens to us is like, we end up like doing the dialogue in your head. You have the conversation in your head, right? Like, yeah. All the time. Yeah. And you're like, like thinking about what your reaction is going to be sort of like, yeah. Putting yourself in a cannon. Yeah. Ready what to if like, I would have done this? Yeah. You know, this could have made a difference. Horrible. Oh, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. Horrible. <laughs> Oh, it's a nightmare. So then by the time I got to my acting class, Go my ahead. agent calls me and is just like, so you got it. And that was it. And I just like screamed and I started crying. And then he was like, we're going to have to have this conversation all over again because now your manager's going to call you and tell you the same news. So act like you've never heard this before. And I was like, great, great, great. <laughs> so then they call me, we get on speak. It's like a conference call and we all just start squealing and screaming and being excited. And I get to my acting class and we always like would start class by sharing thing, good things that happened this week or whatever. And it could run the gamut of like personal, professional, whatever. Mm-hmm. It was just like, whatever you want to celebrate. And I like was shaking and I couldn't look at anybody and was just like, I uh, just booked my uh, first series regular. And the whole class stood up and screamed and just like clapped and hugged me. And I was crying and it was just Aww. like the most amazing thing. And then immediately it was like, now production is getting in touch with me to plan travel and I have to email my sizes. And it was like overnight, you, just like, yeah. here we go. It's go for time. the pilot for the pilot. So then by the following Monday, I was on a plane and that was that. And, um, just insane. And it was like, really, it was just so encouraging because this is the longest I've ever spent on one single gig in this side of things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because usually I'm so, used to, you know, with theater, you spend, two months working on a thing and then you perform it for six weeks or whatever that schedule looks like. So you really get time to be with these people and sit in these things and find newness. And right. you know, you have all these right. chances to make it right or better or different, whatever. Whereas TV, it's sort of like, I'm just here to say it, how I said it in the room and then get a free lunch and get the hell out of right. here I and not be in anybody's way. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> um, so this was the first time that I was really introduced to the idea that like, Oh, I'm allowed to occupy this space. I am allowed to, bring ideas yeah. and have thoughts and share them with the director. And all he has to do is say yes or no. And it's not my, it's not a fault of mine if he says no or, you know what I mean? Right. Like, right. and to be, and as, as someone who just never wants to be in a position of power, I'm just like so submissive that I, you know, to take ownership of that was like, Whoa, this is kind of cool actually, because I well, get you to also like, are worried about, there's all a whole bunch of scenarios, right? Right. That could go through your head. One, Oh, do they think I'm a diva now because I'm a regular, you know, yes, on the show? Yes. Two is, um, am I just um, doing it because they want us to do it like mm-hmm. this, and I don't have any kind of opinions? Exactly. But I don't want to yeah. speak too much. It's there's a lot of like you don't want to. Not over- to mention like 
you know, a lot of times, historically, pilots get recast once the show has been right. picked yes. up or something. So also, like, you know, I could be putting all of this energy into this thing only to get a phone call six months later that's like, they've gone in a different direction. Right. And then what do I do? You know what right. I mean? Right, right. And so that was just a huge gift. And, you know, and, and also, like, it's so cool now knowing that they write the show based on our voices and what yeah. we're bringing to it. So it's an even bigger encouragement to just like really do it with, with confidence and make the choices well, and, and feel encouraged to like make this your story. Like, well, that's cause you the are one, the voice of that's it. That's one of the great things about Lauren as well yes. is as a showrunner, she's, uh, it's almost like she's an actor's writer. And oh, absolutely. She, she really, you can tell that she's taken some personal stuff from people. Well, it's so interesting because she even has said like she write, the writing gets better once she's been on set and watched us because then she's really understanding how we are bringing these stories to life and how we are infusing it with our own experiences. And then she takes that. So then it just gets more and more honest and like authentic to who we are as people. And it just is this gorgeous thing that happens like I and and Lauren is just the greatest boss ever I just you know because she picked me like she picked me and I know that and I've been told several times that like because in the breakdown it said that Nani was diverse and maybe like slightly overweight or something and I would not put myself in either of those categories and so the fact that even though that's what they had in mind that she still chose me and stuck to me and fought for me. You know what I mean? It's just like, you're also on a show that any character can go at any time. Absolutely. Like it's that kind of show. It's obviously there's a lot of murders. Yes. Yes. It's fantastic. (laughs) And if you haven't watched, um, season two of insatiable on Netflix, yeah, (laughs) we won't talk too much about it, but but just stop here because we might get into a little bit of the storyline. Um, and you get to play, uh, the leads, one of the leads' best friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're sort of like in a really good position because, well, you guys yeah. play off each other so well. She, Debbie's the greatest scene partner. She's just yeah. like so delicious. And We're also just both severely addicted to bits. So yes, it's so stupid and we waste so much time for so many people. But also, I'm like, this is just helping the camaraderie and the morale of the team as a whole, because we are like fueling each other with these stupid bits and then going to work together. And it's just even better. And it's a kind of show where like they get, you're literally getting scripts last minute. You never know what's happening. Episode episode. They don't see the full arc of where their characters are going. Yeah. Which can be hard because you're like, I'm trying to figure out on an emotional map where, what I'm supposed, how much I'm supposed to be bringing today. Like, you know what I mean? Cause Again, doing a play, you read through the script several times and you the words the don't change, yeah. you know the ending. And television, it's like from table read to shooting, from shooting to editing, from editing to screen time. Yeah. It's a completely different thing. And it's yeah. and also because you don't often shoot chronologically, you sort of have to take the few minutes to be like, okay, so where does this fall in the script? Like, where, where am I right now? And it can be sort of like... Okay, and you sort of just have to, whatever's on the page is kind of what you have to inform you of what is going on over, you know yeah. what I mean? So it, it's, it's hard. It's a lot. It's uh, hard. I wanted uh, Christine to play um, Alyssa's sister in, in <gasps> that would have sister been in season one. Sensational. Oh my gosh. I thought she'd have been perfect. Maybe that season three, part. you come back as like a long lost sister or something. Or don't you just come back at anybody? She's, or just be, be so in great. it at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so now things are different for you. Yes. Because now... Two seasons down. Two seasons two down. Two seasons down. You're very, you're very prominent in the show, so people know oh, who you, you are. I guess so. Um, you're probably getting a lot more auditions. 
Um, I think so. Yeah. yeah I mean, you're going to things like yeah. Fashion Week. Yeah, I did go yeah, to my so first what? Fashion Week this That's year. Exciting. That's exciting. So, a... did you hire a publicist or what? So, happening? I had, I, yeah, I got a publicist around season one. Um, her name's Marissa Mooney, and she's such a gift of a person. And we're about the same age, which is great because we're both like, girl boss, like, let's do this thing, you know, and very mm-hmm. like, always coming up together, just always elevating one another. And so um, I had mentioned to her earlier on, like, you know, if it, if it doesn't feel like a stupid pipe dream or like it's totally not possible, I would really love to go to Fashion Week one day. And she was like, okay. And then I met my stylist um, who I literally met her like 72 hours before the premiere of season one where we actually had a premiere. Right. And she, within 24 hours, I had this fabulous dress and a look and, you know, the whole thing. Um, her name is Cassie Meyer, very, very gifted stylist and another like total blessing, uh, the whole thing. So the two of them, she used to live in New York and work in New York for a long time. So she had all these really great relationships with people in the fashion world in New York. And so when I mentioned fashion, she was like, oh yeah, this will be easy. So she, you know, she would receive invites to things and be like, okay, well, I don't live there anymore, but you know, who's going to be there that you should invite is Kimmy. So I got, you know, would go to these wonderful events and, and some design, some of the shows that I went to like dressed me. So I got to wear these well, beautiful say, dresses. Did you, dressed and, and stuff? Did you yeah. sit row one? I was in the front row for basically every show that I went to. And it was again, Fun. one of those things where it was like, am I supposed to be here? Like, was any? But also was so calming because I was just like, you know what? Like I'm here and this is incredible. And I get to sit next to where all the cameras are take, and I get to actually watch supermodels come down a runway. And I just kept thinking all week, like I really wish I could run into 13 year old me right now in Manhattan and just be like, Hey, it's all good. Like it's happening, you know? And, and it was so empowering because I went by myself, like Marissa and Cassie were still here mm-hmm. busting their asses in LA. And I was like, don't worry. Cause I've always tried to maintain a low to no maintenance, uh, dynamic for myself and the people that I work with. So I was like, I will get my ass on a plane. I will get, I will book the hotel and the Airbnb and I will make it work. Just tell me where I'm going and what you want me to wear that day. And I'll show up. And, and the fact that they trust me to do that means everything because, right. yeah, because you want uh, your people to trust you just as yeah. much as you trust them. Cause it is such a 50, 50 relationship. And so this is the look. Um, oh, that, that was the premiere look. Yes. Yeah. That was Cassie. I was there. You okay, were there. We'll, we'll put it <laughs> on the thing. It's just... a vintage dress. I felt 10 out of 10, like a bombshell knockout. Like, and yeah, you know, and I had great. shown her the dress that I had wanted to wear, and she was like, "That's cool, and you could totally do that if you want, but why don't we just play?" And I was like, "Okay." And then alchemy, pure alchemy. So then, yeah, and then and also because like Fashion Week, I just think is so for as what, however many horror stories you hear or you know whatever happens for me, it's always been about just the creative expression and the freedom to dress how you want at whatever price point. You know, I don't think fashion is limited to any type of budget it's like available to everyone and I met girls at these shows that were like oh yeah I went to the thrift store and I got this and I just paired it with this thing and blah 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 blah. and just knowing the value of that sort of self-expression and and the story you tell by what you put on your body I just think is such a superpower for people I wonder you know? if Nani's gonna end up like if that part of her life will end up I don't know I mean we've like sort of thrown cast the line that like Nani really likes to sing but then in season two she but Nani's a lesbianic. She is. Yeah. Does that mean a robot that lesbian? That is not yeah. even a word. I, know, but I like that word. <laughs> yeah. That's new to me. I like that. I might have to adopt it. Um, 
And so that's interesting too already. That's sorry, you put another spin on your character. Yeah. Well, and it was funny because the way that I interpreted her, I was like, if we see her go to college or something, I want to see her like getting a like feminist punk rock band or something. I want to see like Nani's version of Bikini Kill or something. You know what I mean? Feminist punk rock bands. The first week we were in Atlanta for season Mm -hmm. two, we went to that um, bar where it's like a, it's, Oh, the karaoke bar? It's Dark a karaoke Horse. bar. Yeah, Dark Horse, My but happy it's with place. live bands. It's a live band yes, karaoke yes, bar, which yes. is the greatest gift of all time. And it was. And what song did you do? Because it was a, it was genius. I sang. What did I sing? The first time I ever went, I think I sang "Just a Girl" by No Doubt. I think it was a No Doubt song. Oh, this one was um, "Misery Business" by Paramore because she <laughs> is an icon, and that's such a. I was like smash of a song. I had no idea, and I'm like going. What's happening right now? <laughs> well, and it's just a, a silly place because it's like, it's in the basement of the bar. You can smoke inside. It's just such a fun, it's amazing. silly I place like, where you like, I, I get hammered <laughs> off an angry orchard and then go on stage and like yeah. thrash my neck around like I'm the front man of this like, band. People are getting there like an hour earlier to sign, sign up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And like because cutting once people the song in line. is done, they have this like menu yeah. that's lit up. And no repeats. Right, and no repeats. So that's once right. a song is signed up for, it like it's grayed the, the out. lights yeah. of Dim, that song yeah. go out so you can't pick that song. So And there's only so many songs you can pick. And they won't yeah. let right. men do any female songs because there's only so many female songs. Oh, yep. interesting. But the band is amazing. I'm These sure. are some of the most- Backup gift- singers, the whole band. Uh, because the guy who hosts it, he's like a local radio DJ. Yeah. I think he hosts like a rock and roll station in Atlanta. And he hosts it and also sings backup. So if you get up there and you have stage fright or if you're drunk, he will totally save you and yeah. back you up and take the lead if he needs to. But also like- the guitarist is like this metalhead with long, beautiful hair that just like s- totally melts your face off. And the drummer is having, s- it's just oh, that a blast. And even great. if you're just watching, it is so much fun. And people come in costumes, people dress up. Like it it's is such amazing. a thing. I'm surprised yeah. you've never been never there. Never been. Huh. But it's huh. so fun. It's just fun. Cause if you've ever like, it's like in the Highlands, right? Or the, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Um, yeah. And it's well, one of my those, parents like, live like an ever- hour away. <laughs> I know. But it's like if you've ever done the thing in your car where you pretend you're in a music video or you whatever, like this is where it comes to life. And this is where you get to be your inner rock god. Yeah. I didn't do it. And I think next time, if we end up going back, I want to. You have to. You have to. What do you think you would sing? I would probably sing and I'd probably have them slow it down. Um, (laughs) Okay. um, Bon Jovi's. um, Living on a prayer. It's my life. Nice. But I would do it like really slow. A a ballad. Oh, Lord. Yes. A torch song. It's my life. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know the rest of the words. But anyway. <laughs> oh, that's uh, why it's karaoke. They'll put it on the screen. But for yeah, you. I think I would do that. I mean, I think I'd be great at it, actually. Okay. I want to see video. Um, right. I might so, go there for New Year's, actually. Really? Mm-hmm. Ooh, how fun. Kimmy, you have a lot of, I mean, you've had a pretty amazing rise trajectory yeah tra- trajectory. trajectory i've been dying to use that on this trajectory. podcast here we are um, trajectory it's you know i think so many people like struggle for a long time before that one big break mm-hmm. and you know to say that you were kind of working your way up and getting the little things and the little things mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. like having your big break it's amazing but there's probably other auditions you've had or other experiences you've had that you know we block these things out that haven't been as great along the way. Sure. I mean, yeah, like nine out of 10 of them, I would say. Cause I, it's so funny because you're told to like, not make everything so precious and just let it go. And you go to the audition and then just throw it all away. Blah, 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 blah. 
So while trying to do that, I also am like, but I just really want the job. Yeah. Like, so can't I want it and also not care about it and also prep for it and be professional and know my lines, but also not care so much about it and not look at it till the <laughs> night before. It's like this terrible duality of just like white knuckling it while also just pushing it down the stairs at the same yeah. time. And so several, even, even now, cause I still feel like, yeah, insatiable was a huge break and it's huge. Like, breakthrough breakout experience but I still feel like I'm always pushing for that next big break or whatever that next big thing which sucks because and but that's also just like being a human that's not content with anything and chasing the carrot you also have to be worried that this might end exactly exactly no one knows no one ever knows yeah so it's it's yeah so it's like just constantly trying to find the balance and I think it's like as I spend more time just trying to know myself better and know like where my identity comes from and where it lies, it helps it to just be like, okay, this is my job for the day to do a good job and to show up and be kind to the people in the room. And like they say, you know, you never know who's going to like what for whatever reason or not, or, you know, so it's like, I'm just trying to have a pleasant human experience. I I can totally see like some of your first auditions, especially coming from a theater background. Mm -hmm. Because I know how it was for me coming from that theater mm-hmm. background. TV is so small and yeah. so intimate, and yeah. we don't know that yeah. as actors. Yeah, and so I'm just picturing you like doing the theater no. acting, <laughs> and the, you know. No, I think with the, since I took the classes in school and then finding a studio after graduation, it really helped to hone in. It's just about like energy expense, you right. know what I mean? Of like I, now, and I. I think I already kind of knew that like, okay, I'm not playing to a 1500 seat theater. I'm playing to two people in this little camcorder. So I don't need to feel compelled to like fill the room. You know what I mean? I'm like, I can, I can keep it small because I, I feel comfortable doing that anyway. But yes, I'm still dying for like a great movie musical opportunity to come along where I do get to be like, hello, you know what I mean? And just like murmuring out. You know, you can get into the semantics of having really great material to work with mm-hmm. and, you know, working on it and and being treated with respect when you go in, mm-hmm. even though you may not be right for the role right. and, you know, all of those things. And then there are the auditions <laughs> that, and I don't want to say that they're all in the commercial world, but a lot of them are, um, where you could just be treated the complete opposite. Oh, it's yeah. like, I've had several yeah. cattle call. I've been in a callback where... The pe- like you know the ad execs are in the room. No one looks at us. They're nope. all on no, their no, phones the whole always... time. They're talking to each other. Probably just fresh off of lunch. And it's one of those things where it's like this sucks. Like I feel subhuman. Like this is so stupid. Yeah. yeah. Or or just like. But those are the yeah, ones that I, I go in. See, I love commercial auditions only because I go in like. And you don't care. I really don't care yeah. because I'm so specific. Like I know, yeah. I know immediately if they're interested in me or not. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I'm like, I'm going to do this. You want me? Or but that's you don't. so funny. Cause that gives you the freedom to just do whatever. And that's what they want. Right. But, they but want any people. kind of like series or scripted stuff. I like get freaked out because mm-hmm. I usually have to change the mind of the director and go, Oh, it can go this way. Cause yeah. I ain't what you're looking for. I already yeah. know that. You know what I mean? I'm much better. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's it's auditioning is very 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 different. It is, but I've learned the gift of archiving emails so that the second I leave the building, I archive the email that the audition came in, and I'm like, you don't, I don't have, have to think ever look about at this. it again. Yeah, and I, I go and have a lunch, and I spent, you know, and I actually one of my college mentors, who I'm still very close with to this day, he 
told us a story of his friend who was so crippled by fear and anxiety before auditions that would just come in with the mindset that he already didn't get it and just blow it every right, single time right. and would just dwell on these things and just, you know, be so over, just, just, just distressed about it. And he finally saw a professional <laughs> and went to a therapist and the therapist was like, okay, how about like every time you leave an audition, just find the nearest Starbucks and the nearest whatever. And you give yourself five minutes to think about you know, three things that went well, three things that you thought could be better and three things that maybe you'll improve in the future. And then you never think about it again, Yeah, which I've like totally tried to adopt to just streamline the emotional roller coaster of it all. And just, and also just like maintain the perspective that like, I am not in a trench. I am not in an operating room. Like all I'm trying to do is tell a good story and that's okay. And like, you know, so take yeah. the take the pressure off. Just like pump the brakes on the the neediness of it all. You know what I mean? Because yeah. also like you hear other people say like, well, you want to book the room, not the job. You want to like just have people in your corner for the future, which I've I've experienced of people that I've like gone in for several jobs and not gotten, but then because we got along and had a really lovely rapport, they like kept me in their Rolodex and booked oh, me a God. job Did off without even having to take. You know what I mean? That I'm just like, okay, so. You know, kindness you're, you're is way, in your favor. You're at way all time. too positive for me. <laughs> like it's like enough. I'm Listen really sorry. <laughs> yes. Can we talk about your love life for a second? Sure. Okay. So you met your boyfriend. Yeah. Is this your first boyfriend? No. Like long term? Oh uh, no. I, well, I had the college boyfriend for a couple years. He was a dick. We know. Yeah. It, <laughs> it wasn't awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know, whatever. That whatever. happens. What's That's what college doing? is for. I don't know. I haven't spoken to him in a while. Okay. But that's okay. I don't need to know. Asshole. And then um, <laughs> now you're dating this new guy. Yeah. What well, kind of new for you? Um, it's been a year. A little but over a year. But you met on? We met on season one. The set. And did on you guys start dating season one? Mm, How I does was, that work? Because if he's working and you're working. Well, so that was one of the things. I really, I, I for a long time, I was... I loved being like my own manic pixie dream girl and like totally, you know, fetishizing myself for people and knowing just how much to give away and how much to like, you know what I mean? Like burlesque. Basically I was a human burlesque show. (laughs) I love that. And this was like, and the first time that I was like, wait a minute, like I want you to want me. Like I want to be your girlfriend. And, and he was very smart and professional about the whole thing. And was like, we, you know, it's, it, there's, we're kind of risking some stuff if we do this. And, I don't to be clear, get, he's not an actor. He is not an actor. He's no, he works on the show. production side of things. Um, and so he was like, you know, if if I piss you off and you say something, I could get fired. Or that's true. You know, yeah. or vice versa, whatever. Right. And I was just like, I don't care. I just want us to be together. You know, whatever. And but no, hold on. See, you skip a whole thing. You don't just. You're working on set. He catches your eye. He we start talking. He like, a, like at in, lunch or something. Like yeah, what? it was this the Casual. usual like I had downtime at a location we were at and he was there and we you had a lot talking. of downtime at a lot of locations. at a lot of locations. Welcome to I've Insatiable. never napped or read so many books <laughs> in my life. But he just started like ask because I invited him and a couple other people to the housewarming party because the house I was staying and they had just moved in and so we did this like family party and he was there and then. We went out for drinks as a group and then he just started like would invite me to brunch on Sunday with his friends and we'd go to the coffee shop or whatever. And then it just that just became my tribe, my community of people outside of work was like him and his friends and, you know, and so then as that happens, it just developed over time and I just was like, oh, no. Was and the then oh, no. it was at his apartment. Um, 
we had just seen Shape of Water and we went back to his place and we were hanging out and then we kissed and then I immediately was like, what's happening? What are you thinking? What's going on? Like, is this okay? And he was like, I'm just here and I'm living with what's ever happening right now. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. And just immediately panicked. And then, and then we just like did the canoodling thing for a while. And then finally after like just pursuing him for a long time was just like, I, this, like, you know, I told him, I'm like, I never want to belong to anybody and I want to belong to you. Like, I want to be your girlfriend and I don't want to do this with anybody else and blah, 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 blah. And finally he was like, okay. And, and then, and now a year later, it's like the greatest thing ever. And, and but know. he's, it's long distance. But it is long distance, which I'm not a stranger to. Cause when I was in New York for school, my college boyfriend was out here in LA. So that was my first taste of like, four months of having to schedule phone calls together and just try to text as much as possible and send each other love letters, whatever. Um, And thankfully because he works in film and, and because we are the same age, there's such a lovely understanding that like we are both in the, rise and grind phase of our life yeah. where we're just trying to like well, plus work, you work, also work and understand each other's careers. So it's, yes. not, and and it's not a competitive thing because yeah. he does his thing. He doesn't want to be on your end of it. Yeah, you exactly. And you certainly don't want to be on his end. Yeah. Of it, I know? just know. I, and like lately since I, I'm not working on anything, I have too much time on my hands and I start to get like, you know, wallowing in, in my thoughts. And so I start to get sensitive because he has this great full-time gig that he's on. He's on this terrific movie right now and I am not doing anything. So I get into more of like, pay attention to me phase. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And just, it takes a little, and it's hard because long distance just means having to communicate even more and really be firm you know about what, what it is that you guys to want. occupy your time. Any hobby, anything at all? Please don't say Love After Lockup. Well, I was going to say what Love After Lockup. It's a genius show. Oh, great. Love After Lockup and 90 Day Fiance. You're not you sponsored by Cologne these shows. love a 90 Day Fiance. 90 Day Fiance is genius. Yeah. So it's 90 Day, but there's lots of spinoffs. So it's 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days. Then there's uh, 90 Day Fiance the other way. Which okay. is what? So it's like instead of the fiance moving to America, <gasps> you it's the are American like moving overseas. Oh my okay. gosh. Mm-hmm. The amount of jobs those spinoffs and are. And I also like creating. Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders making the team. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I did watch good. that I loved was um, Alyssa Edwards' Dancing Queen. Did you see that series? The, on Netflix? Yeah. They've only had season one, yes. right? I was hope is there going to be a season two? I don't know. It seemed kind of wrapped up in a bow to me. But Can you find out from the Netflix people? Can I? Should I call my, my boss and see? Yeah. See what's up? Yeah, I thought it was so sweet. But um, yeah, so anyway, it's just this like, yeah, lovely understanding. And, and he is just such a big, 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 big heart of a person. And takes care of his family and people who aren't family, you know, just like he was Again, raised very well. too positive. Kitty. Oh Lord. Oh, sorry. Here. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> no, How's he's that? a good guy. He works too long. Does that like help? this is what I want to hear. He works too long. He barely communicates. He blah, doesn't blah, blah. T- give me attention. Yeah. Yeah. That's when better. are you, uh, obviously you're waiting to hear about a pickup and whether yes. you're going back there. Um, do you have any plans to visit him? I'm actually flying there next week oh, for good. just like a long weekend. Vibe. You know that Delta now has direct from Burbank. To Do they Atlanta? Really? Yeah, just added. <gasps> Stop it. I live 10 minutes from the oh, airport no, now. God, it's going to change God. my life. Oh my there's God, what two a flights miracle. a day. Ah. It's going to change my life. Direct from Burbank. How I, much more expensive is it? I don't know. A trillion It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't it matter. Doesn't Even matter. if it's $100 more, that's the Uber. Yeah. I'm just letting that's you true, know that's now. True, that's true. Direct from Burbank to oh, Thank you for that intel. God. I'm going to abuse that. I just love seeing the planes because it looks, because the airport is so in the middle of the yeah. neighborhood no, that I it always looks, that, yeah. I, I, it always looks like it's going to land on top of a house. And when the winds change, cause Ooh. it's like, they yeah. Go, yeah. Oh yeah. 
But I love like, you know, around Hollywood Way and Magnolia when it's mm-hmm. just like, there's a Southwest. Cause that and you're in your bright... first apartment as an adult That's living right. by yourself. That's right. That's she exciting. did it. She did it. Yeah. Good for you. Which has been also a really great time <laughs> occupier because I now I'm like, I'm the one that's using the power tools and buying the furniture and running to Home Depot several times a week. And it's so much fun. And also like... Oh boy, it's rough. Like I took my first Pilates class and the next day I had to go pick up a 70 pound, seven foot mirror that I ordered by myself and yeah, loaded into the it was insane. It's an app. I know, but I have so much pride and I'm just like, I just want to uh, do it and be so, and also I have nothing else to do. If you want to take, like- take a fun aerobics <laughs> class with me, I got a pony sweat. What is pony sweat? It's like oh, this God. retro aerobics class that's, Wait, I have goosebumps. I yeah, love we're that. all ponies. And um, <laughs> do you like wear tails? Like no, what do you mean you're no. But ponies? people like uh, the um, one of the instructors is trans. Oh my god, amazing! And yeah, it's a whole thing. You gotta look. Where it up. is it? Well, they it's in Highland Park near oh, me. I but love Highland. Yeah, Park. Yeah, I live in Highland Park. Oh my god, I don't think I need that. I thought you were up here somewhere. In the no, park. I could never live. I in love the, Highland I Park. Know. It's such a <laughs> whatever. You lived in the valley for like nine Ten years. years. Yeah, eyes. Um, yeah, no, it's you'd have fun. Great, we'll go. And I, I mean, Burbank is just a stone's throw from Highland Park. That's yeah. an easy no, like easy. trek down yeah, yeah. the five. No, we can on hang out yeah. all the time if you My want. Oh my gosh! I'm okay, yeah. great. He loves a cocktail. I do love it. Me and Sarah, you know, we've had Chris Gorham on the show and Sarah Colonna. Yeah. And then last season we had Sarah and Arden. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to call Arden and bring her on. And I, we're going to get, I'm I hopefully going to get Lauren and I'd love to get uh, Debbie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Love to have um, her on. Yeah. I love, I don't hold, I'm a really cheap date. I get drunk very quickly, very easily. Uh, because I never experimented in high school. I was so like, oh no. Right. I was the so I way. did all my stupid drinking like in my early twenties. And yeah. so I still now don't know what right. my ratio is, what my limit is. And it's, it's horrible. But also like I, but I also am a cheap date because I nurse my drinks. Cause I talk so much that by the time somebody's on their third cocktail, I'm like still enjoying my first Moscow mule of the night or whatever. <laughs> um, so uh, you should, I should probably learn from you. I'll be your intern. Well, me and Sarah, we we try to do a little cocktail. A wine night. Wednesday or something? Well, we, it could be any time. Any day. Any, any time, time of the day, any, any day of the week. Of, you really. are we ladies just, who lunch. Like, I'm like, you want to get a drink? And then see, the thing is, we know that if we're like saying, oh, let's just go meet for a drink. We both end it's a up five hour Ubering because yeah. we know that the other one yeah. is out drinking the other one. So we're always like, one more, you know, a brunch turns into four to five hours. Yeah, you are he ladies who lunch. The yeah. last time they went out, she just, they went to, to dinner, they had drinks and then they went to another bar right in the same vicinity, mm-hmm. had more drinks. And at one point she was just like, just got up and left. She, she was just, just like done. She was just, no goodbyes. Card. I had to go back and Nothing. Get, I had to go back and get the credit card the next day. She, we went out for my birthday, which oh, by the way, speaking my of my birthday, I still have not received any gift cards from the fans oh. for Starbucks. Oh, wow. How interesting. I haven't. I, and that well, episode aired a while ago with uh, Kevin Chamberlain when I we talked about it. I don't know what to it. tell you. So you Is there can, a P.O. box for this show? Do people have a place? Well, no. They can email you? the gift cards oh, that's to right, whatever um, podcast at gmail. gmail.com. Now, don't feel obliged, guys. I, please. It's not a and requirement. at least $5 to $10 on the Starbucks yeah, gift Yeah, you don't card. need to do it. It's really fine. Oh my God. Is there anything else going on with you that we should know? Oh boy. I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying to do my best like everybody else. Right. And listen, you me. know, you're going to have to come back. I would love to. Uh, this was a blast. If you, you haven't seen awesome. insatiable season two, what are you even doing right now? Get on it. Get on it. Netflix. It's your life. It's yeah. out. It has dropped. There's, is it eight episodes? 10, Ten episodes. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it's, Each one crazier than binge, the next. Binge one and it's two. Fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. There's there's a, actually a Filipino star this season. That's right. It? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And the, and I heard that Debbie Ryan and Dallas Roberts went, went to, to the, the Philippines, Philippines and they the threw. Premiere. One of the greatest insatiable parties I've ever seen, and I'm kind of resentful of the fact they that we have not like gotten a, something like that they here. They did like a drag runway. They did a drag runway. They had a they made a cake that was that looked like a caboodle, like a makeup caboodle with yeah. like all the fondant. They really like they insatiable. Uh, wow. huge. It's I, right. huge it's in the Philippines. Huge in the Philippines. Yeah. So and and like they had to judge with the Philip, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what's her name? The Philippine Gloria. Gloria. Yeah, Gloria. Yeah. yeah, she's huge there, and because um, she was the first Miss Philippines to win Miss Universe. Got like, back it. In, I got it. They did numbers from the show, like song. Yep. it was crazy. Wow. Yeah, yeah it was crazy. Yeah. Which is uh, why I really wanted us to go to Asian Comic Con because that would have been the perfect place for us to be. Where's that? It's in. I think it's in the Philippines. No, where is it? Maybe you'll get um for season but three. Season maybe three, you'll get I'm a couple like, episodes have, there. We well, the thing oh about gosh, Netflix is they once it once it once they do their season one premiere and like launch with like press and everything, it's sort of like off you that's go. It, yeah, because they're like. <laughs> but Fuller House, they they were very big for whatever reason in um Japan in Tokyo. Oh, really? Huge. Like Japan. the people that do their voices that dub, oh, them, dub them are like are celebrities. Stars? Yeah. yeah. So they ended up doing two episodes there. So I wouldn't. I mean, wait, I did not know that. That's when it's so a, cool. when it's really big in another country, Netflix is kind of like, hmm, they know maybe we should to, go there. Yeah, that's very smart to figure out how to do it. Tell us where. Uh, we can find you on all the socials. Oh my gosh, my socials. That's everything. Um, Instagram and Twitter are both at Kimmy Shields and that's that. And it's Kimmy with a Y. K-I-M-M-Y. And then Shields. Like, how like you know what it is. Okay, assholes. Um, <laughs> if you're smart enough to buy an Apple product and, that's and download Instagram, the pod- Twitter, and just I'll, those two. Are you in this, like, what is it called? Pop up? What is it called? Click TikTok? Excuse me? Oh, God, no. Pop up, click Pop clock. Up, like, yeah, it's called click clock. Those are my two next apps. What yeah. is it? Click clock, TikTok, <laughs> pop up. No, like, I don't do any of that Speaking crap. of apps, Speaking Jeremy, of apps. Jeremy. Okay, oh, guys, the day we talked about the Jeremy Renner app, <laughs> oh, the no. next day it got taken down, and there's been some. Very odd. Oh yeah, with information the wire, with coming the out. Girlfriend, whatever she is, yeah, the ex, yeah. and she's coming out, and there's abuse allegations, yeah, all kinds nuts. of crazy. And you stuff. guys were the whistleblowers, weren't what? you? Correct. Well, on the app anyway, because yeah, it was. Exactly. What's your favorite app right now? Do you have a favorite app that you're using right now? Oh, well, I, I just love got Citizen. this new Apple Watch. What's Citizen? Oh, you did get it. Oh, that's why you keep staring at. It. I'm like, what is wrong with it? It's just, I'm like, she's so Very rude. Exciting. Like looking at the time. Like, but, no, I'm looking at my BPM. Oh, 68, guys. That sounds great. That's a really nice resting BPM. Usually in the 80s. This is a. <laughs> this was my gift. This is what Brandon got me for our anniversary. That's a really nice it's anniversary. Really what gift. generation? What year is was it? this? It's a. It's a five. It's a new one. What oh, year did shocked. you just celebrate? Shocked. Um, we are five years. You know how there's like every year, like year one is wood. paper. Year t- yeah. oh, five years of wood. Wood. Uh, we didn't. He what are you going to buy him a ship? Yeah. For her outside. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Um, what am I going to whittle him something? It's yeah. like lame. Well, I got him. I got him Air Citizens. What's that? So it's kind of scary. I'll show you. It's it's. You know what next door is? Yes. Oh okay, God, I so, hate next door. Okay, so okay. it's so Citizen awful. is like the, the police scanner of that. So oh all the, my and God. people shoot live video and it like alerts you and you can watch everything that's happening live, whether it's a shooting or whatever it is. So it tells you everything. Cool. It's I'm obsessed with it. That's something I don't. I just don't get. Well, it. well next door is just like where lawn chair racists yeah, go to thrive. Yeah. Like yeah. ours, like mm-hmm. at home because I live near. 
my you know my house in Torrance. We live near three schools By and the, the way, firehouse. I have nothing against the people of Torrance when I say it was the oh, armpit of the Southern California. I used to go get my hair extensions done down there, hey. and we've seen what your hair extensions look like. <laughs> yeah, they were really good but at it's the time. So silly because we like live. A clumpy glue Come hair. on, we live close to the fire station and the police station, so it's always just dumb. Like. People will go on next door to say, I heard sirens. Is everything okay? I'm like, yeah, we live in a city. Like, what do you mean? Or I saw a man in a hooded sweatshirt walking around. Is everything? I'm like, shut up, lady. Just go back to bed. What are they? Exactly. No, exactly. Well, there was a whole email chain. I think I've told this before, but there's a whole email chain about the people who live around here. And someone Mm -hmm. had, you know, just you, what you think is an innocuous, uh, honest question turns into an assault. Right. So does anyone, we're having a culture. We're yeah. Cancel. We're having a skunk issue. Does anyone know any, you know, Mm -hmm. um, services that do skunk removal? And then people, are you planning on killing the skunks? How dare you? And then it just becomes this whole thing. Skunk lives matter. And then it became this thing about like, well, if you take away the mother skunks, then when will the baby skunks learn skunk stuff? And I was like, skunk stuff. (laughs) Oh my. Is that, what's funny? Is that a technical term? In Torrance, there's this, there are all these signs everywhere that say evict coyotes because we also have a coyote problem, but I'm like, coyotes can't read. What coyote is going to see the evict coyote sign and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Let me get out of your way. Like, they're just eating machine. What do you mean evict coyotes? Like, shut up. And P.S. Evict coyotes. Okay, then you got a rat issue, my friends. And then where else, and then they're just going to go somewhere else. And it's not. It's just so silly. It's so dumb. It's so, and I yeah. Let's we just let's cons- cancel next to, door. Yeah, we need to. Yes, of all the things to cancel, let's we make need to next door. Concentrate on one of the important things like getting that Popeyes chicken sandwich back. Amen. What happened? Fight for so, the work. That what do you matters. mean? What happened? Pay attention. G- Google it. Okay, there but- was uh, <laughs> supply chain problems. They couldn't get um, enough. Buns. To, oh, the buns. buns? Why was there the a wheat bun, not problem? The a wheat yeah. crisis? Uh, no, I think they just never had to deal with bun manufacturers before. Oh, okay. So. And it was supposed to be mm. a limited thing, and they didn't realize it was going to be so as limited. Huge. Got like, it. Twenty four yeah. hour limited. It. Yeah, they need it. So, I mean, there was lines around the block to get the oh fucking sandwich. I wow. missed it twice, where they put this. <laughs> we're out of sandwiches. Thing. But on the what would you stand in a line around the block for? Not the salt sandwich. and straw. The Just sandwich. Not salt and straw. Yeah, no. why is that place always? I hate it's, that ice cream, by the way. It's not good. It's not I just don't need to eat an ice cream that has olive and blue cheese in it. I'm like, Gross. that's not an ice no. cream flavor. You know flavor. what I'm that's in love with? And I just bought a one last night. What? Klondike. No. <laughs> the um, mm. the one, the triple layer. Um, oh, uh, the Haagen-Dazs? The Haagen-Dazs. The triple oh, layer. The with the bourbon in it? With oh. the white chocolate and the... Oh, you are all kinds of kinky. I like the one with the bourbon. There you go. There your glands go again. No, this... Yeah, yeah I didn't get the liquored one. The liquor ones are good. No, I'd like to drink Shocking. my liquor and not yeah. eat it. Mm. Sure, sure, sure. Um, all right, say your say your social again. Okay, I've already at forgotten. Kimmy Shields <laughs> at on Kimmy Instagram Shields. and Twitter. Let's hang out. Well, do you have pictures of your hot dog on a stick days? Oh, that's a great question. Because you have to send it so we could put it on our. IG. Honestly, I think I do on like a hard drive somewhere yeah, from get like it. an old you shitty cell phone That is your uh, that's my homework. Assignment. Okay, yeah. I will do some digging today. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you can I will her. I will relive my trauma for you. Yes. You can find me at Alec Led, don't ask. You can find me at Yo Lakin. You can find me at para on Twitter at para.jpg on Instagram. Oh, the para.jpg. It's Listeners, you know what to do. <laughs> you can't get it back. Smash those follow buttons. And you can find us at Worst Ever Podcast and Worst Ever PC on Twitter and email us at worsteverpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, this has been wonderful. We're powered by ACAST. Thanks, ACAST. Thanks for listening. Love you. Hear you next week.